I'm Vince Roca. Did he say venti mocha? And sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchinson is super special guest Martin Bailey. Woo! <laughs> Yay. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, it is going well. Life is yeah. bueno. How about you? Uh, doing well. Yeah. What? A, yeah. Anything exciting happened since last week? Uh, Christmas. That's right. Felice Christmas. <laughs> Felice Christmas. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Merry Anos or something uh, like that yeah, is coming up. It, Happy holidays. Christmas and New Year's. It is uh, yeah. December 28th. Oh, Did yeah. you get anything for Christmas? Did you get anything cool? Uh, we haven't gone over Christmas stuff. My niece is in the hospital, so we kind of just like, you know. You guys haven't off. opened anything? You're, yeah, uh, we're you're... holding off on everything. Till... Really? Your yeah, mom, okay. your, your dad, they haven't given uh, you anything? He, they, got anything from my them? dad and my uh, nephew went to New York, so they opened up a couple of gifts that they needed for New York. They, oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay. Well, warm clothes. Warm clothes. And... Things like that. Yeah. Mm. You're, uh... Yeah, you're, okay. You're, yeah. What are they doing in New York? Uh, they're gonna be there for New Year's. It's Eve. it's one yeah they're, they're coming back the second uh, next Monday, so that would be the first or the second or whatever. Yeah. Um, my nephew, my nephew, uh, just he started college and just kind of like a college, you know, uh, uh, vacation type of thing, you know, gift or I don't know something from my dad and uh, so Nueva um, York, huh? Nueva York. I don't know what that means. New York. Uh, New York. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're There's out. no Spanish word for York. I don't know Spanish. Um, but you're Mexican. No, I'm not. So they're, uh, you know, a couple plays, you know, doing the touristy thing. So, Isn't yeah. there a small percentage of Mexican in it? What are you? I'm not Mexican at all, dude. What are you talking about? I don't know. What are you? I don't uh, know who you are. What are you? Cherokee Indian, Alabamian, and Texan. Wait, did you just say Alabamian? Alabamian, yeah. You're Alabamian <laughs> and Texan? Yes. Cherokee Indian, Alabamian, yes. and Texan. Alabamian. Alabamian. Come on. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, I got an awesome gift for Christmas. Oh, yeah? I got a box of uh, oh. of screeners. Oh, nice. Movies. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's it came good. from you. It was a good oh. It actually arrived on Santa. You Santa Martin brought it on Christmas Day. That is true. I was over here on Christmas Day. You were. And so... I was off to Christmas uh, meal and... Actually had a decent time, and we were uh, missing my niece, but, uh, you know, health and all that kind of shit, you know, it happens. You know, people get sick, yeah, which really, really sucks. But um, So, you brought over movies. We just finished watching a movie, and yes. uh, the movie that we watched uh, just now was uh, Snowden, which is one of the ones you brought over on Christmas. Yes. Um, for uh, people who don't know, this is Edward Snowden, the... Uh, whistleblower. Some people consider him a terrorist, as I've heard. Um, some consider him a saint, played by Jorson, jo- ah, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, what'd you think of the movie? Really, really solid film. Very, Oliver very Stone good. Uh, I think uh, this goes up to one of uh, Oliver Stone's best. Um, it had a lot of uh, his elements. So uh, I think it's better than JFK simply because yeah. it's shorter than JFK. It's shorter than JFK, and it's um, it's just as in depth as JFK, yeah. but uh, it's shorter than JFK. Yeah, it's like it's I love I loved JFK. I love JFK, minutes. but yeah, it's it's one of those things where he did not hit the editing button. A lot of stuff in JFK did not need to be yeah, in the actual film. Uh, as far as a film goes, uh, this was solid. Like you know, yep. good direction, good acting. Um, uh, what's her name? Shailene Woodley, who mm-hmm. plays his girlfriend. Hot. I didn't realize that in real life, Edward Snowden's 
uh, girlfriend is a smoking hot dancer. I Googled yeah. her while we were watching it, oh, yeah. and then there were uh, shots of her at the end. But uh, her career on Google says that she's a dancer. Uh, and, yeah, she's pretty hot. And I, he met her on, you know, the Internet on geekmatch.com yeah. or something like that, um, which is uh, which is crazy because he wasn't uh, a filthy rich nerd when he met her. But she must have saw the potential. Yeah, exactly. Potential. Game. And, you know, of course, now they're living in Moscow. I don't know how much potential there because um, I, yeah, I don't know how he makes money. Or, Not a clue. Uh, I know that uh, one can only assume that he'll get private donors and like government donor, you know, people, people who are you know, supporting stuff. him. Yeah. He was responsible for uh, some email leaks, I believe, uh, during the Hillary, the uh, last run of the Hillary. He tried. He tried desperately to get it out there, but and, apparently yeah. the information that that made its way on the WikiLeaks was then proven false. Was then a hoax it wasn't proven that was the whole point that was like that's the major storyline right now that's going on is no you know uh, what's fake news what's real news yeah what's you know what's what's out there uh is it is it real not just true or false but i'm like is it even real is it just you know now last something? week we watched miss sloan and yes. i didn't talk about this then uh i ended up watching it again with the wife Mm. Uh, but, uh, the, this occurred to me then. And, and, and then again, when I watched it, <laughs> um, I forget her actual line at lobbyist, Miss Sloan, but she's like, uh, there's what the hell was there. Basically I'll use it in the Trump campaign. Yes. Um, there are people out there gun toting, um, people who are saying smart things to get Trump elected. Right. So as a political strategist, it's in your best interest to hire an actor to put on a KKK hood right. and go stand next to that person and spew racial slurs because then it dilutes the smart things right, that the course. other person is saying. Yeah. Uh, this was in context of the movie, and I don't know if it had to do with the, the palm oil that she mentioned it or the gun thing in that. But um, it reminded me of when uh, the whole hanging Chad uh, Bush uh, – um, gore issue mm -hmm. in florida yeah and i remember watching that documentary and the republicans had sent a bunch of actors down uh to dress in diapers and uh oh, run yeah. around as uh, democrats going well i'm a democrat i'm a baby i can't take mm -hmm. the to you know put that propaganda out there approximately thirty thousand people were hired during that campaign from uh, the from Bush Republican, Gore from, campaign, you mean? From Republican lobbyists. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a number that I recall for some reason back then that approximately 30,000 fake people, actors, right. were, were so you, directly hired to dumb down the news and to make Democrats, you know, every look bad. Every racial slur, crazy, you know, KKK uh, person that you see supporting Trump, you can't always count is actually. Absolutely not. Uh, a yeah. Trump supporter, they yeah. could be a hired Democrat, hired a hired yeah. liberal, um, just like just like uh, three or four of his first major stops when he first like announced when he came down the 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 Simpsons you know ripoff like when he came down the escalator mm -hmm. to announce you know he hired that entire mall they they shut down the mall that he was at. Well, that then would be his brought... hiring. No, 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 no. I'm no. talking about, but no, that was opponent... under the. But he was he was going for the Republican ticket, right? Once you do that. You automatically are let into the that particular party's uh, money. Uh, so certain things came out of that, where 
yes, Trump paid X amount, but the Republican Party paid X amount. And that entire sequence, an entire scene was completely staged and bought for. Which is great. That's the political. That's the political right. scheme of things. It's the political theater. since day one. So you can't really point fingers or make fun of right. him. He used what has been done before. Yeah, the, the, to a very good, you know, the political theater. Yeah, bringing it back to Snowden yeah. and the leak of uh, why I had mentioned uh, Miss Sloan. Yeah, uh, the leak of the Hillary emails is obviously to our government. There is a hell of a detriment to have a whistleblower. Uh, so it is in our government's interest to release false stories of course. Uh, to prove that, see, you can't believe the whistleblower. Right. The whistleblowers are lying, yeah. which made me think, I wonder if those Hillary emails that Snowden apparently released were planted or somehow connected to the Democratic camp leaking them themselves to then later on prove them wrong or prove them false uh, to further prove that you can't buy a new whistleblower. Yeah. Um, anyway, aside from that, uh, politically, how do you feel about uh, Mr. Snowden? Do you do you like in the in the movie? Uh, it was it was presented uh, pretty well. I mean, Oliver Stone kind of went through the little, I guess you call a character arc for the film, but that's kind of how Snowden uh, is even in real life. It's like as much a information that i've looked out you know for him or about him um he's i don't think he's really republican democrat i don't think he's any kind of political party or whatever he's just trying to tell the truth about the system mm -hmm. you know and uh i think it was presented very well in the film so thought, you know, do you he, support what's what snowden did or? absolutely yeah and absolutely 100 percent. really yeah. do you, you don't think there's certain there's certain things that Military needs to know. There's certain things that government officials need to know, and there's certain things that the citizens need to know. Um, I understand that. I'm not. A, I'm not an idiot. I don't want complete transparency for the military, only because there are enemies out there. There are people that want to do stuff to this country or do stuff to Americans. Mm -hmm. So certain things need to be blocked. Certain things need to be secret or you know whatever. Um, but not everything. And what. What's been going on in uh, this, you know, the technology age, the last 20 years is really, really scary and really. But freaky. the problem is, is who decides when exactly. you say not everything, who decides and what gives Mr. Snowden the right to decide. Right. Um, and I'm I'm super torn on this because mm -hmm. uh, I do think that he did the right thing. I I do. But I also feel like he he did the wrong thing. Yeah. Like. Before 2013, when he leaked this, I just automatically assumed that the government was tracking everything that right. I was doing. Um, I remember... Which it, it, but if that's legal or illegal, you didn't care about that particular side of the story? Like going against our own personal constitution. Like our constitution, our state and federal constitution says we have certain rights. We have certain privacy rights. And that's what he's kind of going against. I mean, not to put, you know... Uh, a, Put a political spin on this, but I mean, just like uh, these two movies are pretty political. I guess it's a weird thing in that I believe that you have you have the right. Here's how I, yeah. I believe that you have the right to not have your privacy exposed. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that I'm against that. I believe that you have the right to not have your privacy explored. OK, like it doesn't necessarily bother me that. uh 
there is a soldier or a computer somewhere tracking my cell phone, my computer usage, right. and that sort of thing to see what I might be up to in case I might be partaking in something bad. Right. The exposure of, uh, you know, me taking a golden shower while having a bell pepper torta on the toilet yeah. is what I object to. That is the <laughs> private thing, you know, me dressing up as B. Arthur and prancing around. And I feel like that's where most people are in fear of what it is that they do in the privacy of their own home being exposed, right. whether that's, you know, uh, a scar on their back that they don't share with their family right. or, you know, a tattoo or, you know, something super innocent that maybe they're a Republican and they, you know, in the closet, they voted for Hillary. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, these are things that people could be super embarrassed about. It doesn't bother me that someone somewhere in the government knows it bothers me that it gets exposed, which is where I'm they can on the use fence. it against. They can use it against you. I mean, oh, that's, right. That's, that's well, what, yeah. That, that's okay. to me. That's what. That's what I kind of fear. Obviously, they explore that in the movie with yeah. the daughter of the banker mm -hmm. and using that against him. Um, I mean, okay. So minor spoiler: uh, the government finds out information about a banker's daughter to put him in a situation, and then is going to. Uh, make the banker a drunk driver to put him in a deeper situation so they can extract information out of him about some Saudi investments in his bank. Mm -hmm. And they, so they have pressure on him. Okay. That's to, fucked up for that but to guy. to preface this, remember, you have to go back to that was all staged and made up. Like he would, like they actually said, there's an entire scene where, oh, he's a good guy. His company's a good guy. His bank is a good guy. There's nothing illegal going on with him or the mainframe of like his actual establishment. Right. We have to dig deeper. So that's the thing that kind of like that's where you start drawing lines and that's where it gets a little fucking scary. They have to dig deeper where it's because like, he there were Saudi investments in his bank. That's not a, right. a, illegal for him. Right. But he happens to be the gatekeeper right. to that side of it. Um, so they couldn't use anything against him. They couldn't have a conversation with him without digging into his personal private yeah, life. Yeah, they almost had then, to build something right. against him. Now, if they had their way and got the information that they wanted, he would have never have gone to jail for drunk driving. Of course. They would, everything would have been let yeah. go. He would have, everything would have just went away. So, yes, it's messed up that they were putting that pressure on him. But on the other side... What could that intel have led to? And it seems trivial just to explore a Saudi bank account. But I watched the Wiener documentary mm -hmm. last week. And uh, uh, you and I talked about this before. This is no spoiler. This is, it's not even in the documentary. But, you know, Wiener uh, tweeting pictures of himself caused an investigation that led to uh, Huma's laptop which led to the founding of emails that brought back to the Clinton thing. Yeah. So as much as you want to say that what does a banker have to do with these Saudi investments, mm -hmm. you can put together these trails right. like what does Wiener have to do with right. these missing emails? Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't really care about Hillary's emails, but some people do. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm super torn, and I yeah. don't know that it's uh, – yeah, I don't know who's allowed to make the choice, and 
the girlfriend in the movie who's like, uh, I don't have anything to hide. I don't care about right. my camera. I don't have anything over my cameras on my computers. I, I kind of feel like I don't have anything to hide, right. whatever. Um, I don't do anything uh, that uh, is illegal, at least to the, can, the that's going to get me jailed. Right. Um, you know, speeding doesn't get you jailed or <laughs> crossing the double yellow line. I guess it could get you jailed. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't care. Um, but the weird thing is just like that banker is I don't know who on my cell phone is communicating with who that I might be the third person that's, connected and might be that person. That's what I'm that talking about. Can get to them. Yeah. So in the film, it's a great, it's a great Oliver Stone. I mean, uh, and, and the writer, you know, the script. It was just a very uh, good way to show exactly how you know somebody can get information on you and how quick that information is you know is given. So I mean, they literally just hacked into a Facebook account via a, a family member of this banker and got all the details that could make the banker do and say things that maybe he wasn't too comfortable, you know, without that, you know, without that, uh, without that information. Right. Um, so it was very good in the film and it kind of just, to me, that's what it like kind of makes you think it's like, it's not really you personally, Vince, it's your friends, your friends are friends. And like the, that was a great special effect of like, uh, him going through the computer and how, you know, within 40 of your personal friends that you deal with on a daily basis, or a weekly basis, or whatever. Um, what was it, like two and a half million people are involved. Like once that you know, once that trail, like oh, all of their if friends. Each person has forty contacts. Right, all of their friends, then, all of their friends, all of their friends. Yeah, blah, by blah, blah, the blah, time blah. you get to three tiers, you're yeah. at two and a half million. Two and a half million people. people. So you just sit there and you're like, well, you know, that's that's kind of like that's some scary stuff when they have Which that then information. Means that, yeah, everybody. When they have that information, that then they can, I say they, the U.S. government in this particular film. Um, can come back to you and it has nothing to do with you. It has, it's one, it's seven, you know, seven steps away from you, mm. but they're going to get the information from you. I mean, that kind of stuff is kind of, you know, to, to certain people, creepy, scary, illegal, you know, whatever right. you want to call it. And I think that's, what's great about the movie is it shows his, you know, uh, a realistic viewpoint of, um, how nervous he was and how scared he was and how, um, you know, everything he did or said or whatever he knew was being watched. So, and could be used against him rather, even if it wasn't quote unquote espionage, it, you know, I he, he knew information that I wouldn't say that the movie that Snowden is a balanced opinion though. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. It's definitely an Oliver Stone. Uh, it's used to, you yeah, know, it's an what Oliver Snowden Stone, did was right. The right. Whistleblowing it's an, right. It's an Oliver Stone, uh, I mean, he's definitely on his soapbox again, yeah. which I, I enjoyed. I think it's uh, eerily similar to James Wood's movie, uh, Salvador. It's it's a it's a slap in the face to the, go, you know, to the U.S. government, what we did in other countries. And this is kind of a same thing. It's yeah, a slap. I don't, I don't mind uh, so propaganda again, it's, films it's, it, from, you know, yeah. someone's point of right. view. I think I, every movie should be from a point of view. Uh, but yeah, Snowden isn't, isn't, you know, uh, non, what is it? Non-partial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it definitely has a bias. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of scenes. I was just, flat, it's flat out. You, you just see Oliver Stone like on an actual soapbox. It's like, well, in this scene, we're going to be doing this. Miss Sloan probably has a better balance. Well, um, because it's a fake story. 
it's there's, right. There's it's no a fake re- story, but no it deals real, with there's no real issues and yeah. It's a drama. It's, it's a dramatiz- uh, dramatization. So you are dramatizing things. So you have actual clip. You know, you have on the board. This is what we need to do, and this is what we need to do. So mm-hmm. like the pros and cons in each particular scene or each particular yeah. you know order. There's definitely some pros and cons in this movie, but at the same time, it's. It's most definitely Oliver Stone pointing fingers one way. So on the lighter fare, uh, one of the movies <laughs> that you brought over yes. was a Star Wars uh, Rogue One. Yes. Should uh, we talk about this? I mean, absolutely. Gonna... I watched it. Um, I, I... Is this legal? Are we going to have Star Wars people coming after us? <laughs> I watched uh, Rogue One and uh, Carrie, or, uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher just passed away mm-hmm. at 60 years old. Uh, she is... Uh, a, you know, part a big part of the Star Wars universe. So I, I guess it's a topic we should talk about. What'd you think of this movie? Excellent. I loved it. Did you? So much fun. In the world of the Star Wars universe, uh, mm-hmm. how good is this? Where would you rank this? Uh, Star Wars Part Four, That's Return cool. of the Jedi Part Six, okay. Empire Part Five, and then this. So this is better than the Force Awakens. Absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, only because the Force Awakens. It's kind of a, like even you called it, you called it out like last year when we talked about it. It's like, it's kind of like a rehash of everything. It's like, it's not a remake, but it's kind of like, it's very familiar territory. So it's kind of like reintroducing you to the Star Wars world and similar characters, similar, similar, you know, character line uh, for obvious reasons. But at Uh the same time, you're like, well, this is definitely that's instead of Luke Skywalker, it's this person. And um, I think uh, Ren. Yeah, I think this movie kind of like since it was on its own, um, it's a Star Wars, you know, sub story or I don't know how you would call it, subgenre, or, you know, whatever. Um, I think it's very, very well made movie. Yeah, oddly that the, this movie opens and feels very much like Luke and his aunt and uncle that opened the yeah. beginning scene. Mm-hmm. And of course, this as if no people don't know, this movie uses footage uh, digitally recreated. Yeah from a new hope yeah uh some leftover footage from a new hope and then enhanced footage from a new hope mm-hmm. to uh make it familiar and this movie uh is i think last time you said this would be like part three and three quarters like it's three actually, and a half or something or it's actually something. part 3.99 because yeah. this movie leads right into a new right. hope um so this is the two hours right before absolutely a new hope right um i I was a little disappointed. Okay. I'm not going to say I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked the movie. I think I think Force Awakens, I think part four, five, six, and seven are better than this. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, That's true. I, I completely, like, for whatever reason, I like, I I forgot about Force Awakens. I mean, yeah, J.J. Abrams made an absolute masterpiece. But This movie, I think, is slow to start. It's very yeah. soap opery, yeah. like in mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it straight up feels like General Hospital. <laughs> we go to this location and we see two people talk dramatically. Then we go to this location right. and two people draw, talk dramatically. Right. And then this location. Like, they repeat that five or six times. Mm. And you're a little inundated, like, we're on this planet. And they tell you what, thank God they tell you what the planet, you know, <laughs> is mainly done for. But you're sitting there going, do I have to remember all these planets? Like, Well, that's the problem with all these movies. There's a lot of stuff you have to remember. Not, or, well, not or, in A New Hope and Empire. They and, talk about all this shit. What are you talking about? There's a million things going on. There's, when you... Yoda's over Look, here somewhere. The Empire's over here somewhere. When I'm watching, when I watched, when I was here. watching Rogue One so. at first, I was like, "Do I need to know these planets?" Yeah. And you don't. But you okay. sit there for a minute, going, "Holy crap! Am right. I supposed to remember?" Jahara I think they're just introducing like how big the galaxy is. So right. in the other movies, 
it's it's not you know it's like this galaxy is huge and there's millions of you know people all over the you know or animals or aliens and creatures and all that kind of stuff all over the place so this is just i think opening up you know that storyline yeah and uh because obviously disney is going to make about 15 of these so they might well i guess the next story is based on han solo the the rebels yeah Um, that's what it's called yeah so it's it's not really which i thought was interesting because i thought that the next story continued after this but the next story is another parallel story yeah that is uh, Hans. It follows Han Solo from a child, right. so it's more than a parallel story. Yeah. I guess it dips back into the time of uh, probably uh, Han Solo would probably be born somewhere around the time of uh, Part Three. What do we have? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge. So uh, Han Solo is probably actually born sometime around the uh, yeah. revenge of the sith so there'll probably be some overlap there i dug that jimmy smith's was in it you know he carries over from oh, yeah. the first three there's a connection there mm-hmm. i dug that in a force awakens um when they're showing they they do the bit that they go to several different planets they went to planets that were in uh the first three in uh phantom menace and uh attack of the clones to make a connection all the way back to yeah, those. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, to bring there's the whole a, Yeah, there's a definite together. line. Even though I still think those movies are shit, at least right. they're trying there's to... There's a line. There's they're trying to improve line. them by integrating them more right. and, and going, these maybe these make a little sense. Um, by the end of the story, I enjoyed it. it. It felt a little long, but, you know. I liked it. You're crazy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to uh, rewatch no, it. No, I, I, I agree with, like, uh, the points that you made, but I still, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I watched Fantastic Beasts. This is the Harry Potter sort of side story. Happens before Potter. You haven't uh, seen this, but I think you should. Uh, it's pretty good. No, it's 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 one of those. It's it's on the list yeah. uh, of movies, but I'll see other it's things before. It's, so yeah, I, it's definitely a good movie. Only only because I'm not a Harry Potter person or whatever, or like I'm like I've seen I think most of them, if not all of them, right. I know, whatever. Um, are but you I'm, into like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I'm more on like the Lord of the Rings side, even though that they've, you know, I mean Peter Jackson did a great job, but you know, you'll took, like this took movie. a lot out of the books. So. This this movie is more in the uh, the mystical kind yeah. of Lord of the Ringish. Yeah. I, I yeah, that, I like uh, the people who are in it, and you know, I like the story. You know, I know the basic storyline. So the guy who the lead in this. Uh, what is his name? I, oh, uh, Eddie Redmayne. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I f- originally saw the trailer for Fantastic Beasts, I thought he was a terrible choice. I was just like, I don't know how I'm gonna I'm gonna be on board with watching that dude for yeah. two hours. Um, it takes it takes minutes in this movie, mm. and you're like, that guy is perfectly yeah. cast. He is. Just I excellent. I think he's one of those kind of actors, though. He's brilliant, and he can kind of blend into whatever any role that they, that he signs up for or they hire or whatever. I think uh, he's the kind of actor who can pull just about anything off. On a similar note, well, I mean, story is king. On a, a similar note to what I just said about him, when I first saw Finding Nemo, when yes. I saw the trailer for Finding Nemo. I was like, there is no way I am going to care about a fucking fish right right absolutely and i just, i went in and i saw that movie simply because it was pixar yeah and pixar you know was making good stuff 100 percent. the and same moments, exact thing yeah moments into that movie i'm like i care about these fish albert brooks's voice just five yeah five minutes into it boom stuck. uh you brought over finding dory have you seen it i haven't seen it yet 
I um, literally just that literally was in the box that I brought over. What Christmas Day? He yeah. brought over what the I saw them the twenty third or twenty fourth. Yeah, he brought them over the twenty fourth. So the yeah, I would watch if I were group. you. I would watch Fantastic yeah. Beasts before watching this. Okay. It's, it's good. It's yeah. not as good as Finding Nemo. No, yeah. like this would be in the world of watching a trailer and going, "Why am I going to care about yeah. fish?" <laughs> this movie does not make Probably, you right. care about fish. Right. The fact that you watched Finding Nemo makes you watch this movie. Right. But this movie is not that great. Uh, Doctor Strange, which you haven't seen, I watched. Um, yes. I was insanely impressed by Doctor Strange. Yes. I, it was not at all. It was like watching Iron Man for the first time. It was not what I expected I, I, I was going to see. I quite literally, I get in a zone of watching movies I've never heard of before mm-hmm. when it comes to Screenerville, like when it's like this, just these boxes of screeners that my dad comes in. Mm-hmm. So when it's these big tentpole movies, I'm like, I'll get to them. I know I'll see it. You know, it's like, right. it, it, like that's my mentality. And I'm like, even in the theater, I'm like, oh, I'll get to it. And then... I didn't, you know, it's, yeah. Well, yeah, there's... I mean, I'll, I'll definitely see it because it's, you know, Cumberbatch, but uh, it was it was not on the high list of, uh, you know, things to get to, only because there's, I think you have, what, about 20... There's like 20... 20 there's about 22 movies batch. right in front of you, so it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't high on the list for me either. I, I, yeah. I actually... Um, I'll be honest, and this is sort of the same thing as uh, Tony Stark, although I didn't think this then. But I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was too old to be a superhero. That I was no, no, have. absolutely. Like yeah. the dude's got gray hair, and right. I was like, I don't, I don't see this. Right. Um, speaking of superhero movies, you brought over uh, Captain America: Civil War. Oh, that was in the box. Yeah, that was last. Yeah, that was yeah. last batch. Um, that's on uh, Netflix right now. I have you no can, idea. You can stream it on Netflix. That that's surprised me. I imagine that Netflix must have cut a special deal to get it for the holidays. Pretty quick, yeah. Because, um, yeah, that is quick. And yeah. I, I don't even think it's out on DVD. I don't know. I feel like it's streaming on Netflix. Before it could be on DVD, DVD, actually, by now. I don't know. Um, I, I honestly, uh, that's that's the other thing about some of these movies. Like, you, you know, you pointed out, it's some are already on Netflix. So... You know, or Amazon, or you know, whatever system is out there. So, uh, you brought over the Edge of Seventeen. I oh, watched. we should have. Oh shit! Yeah, I want to see. It wasn't one. showing up. It, oh, that was the one. And, okay. This and Hidden. How funny! Uh, those are the two movies. Yeah, those those two up. movies you got to hook up because I definitely want to watch. Uh, Unless watched, you already watched it. I watched it. Of course you did. I did. Bastard. And we watched it last night. Really? Yeah. Really. Um, Couldn't wait. This is so. Good. See, see what I'm saying, kids out there. Like, oh, we should probably watch Edge of Seventeen. Yes, we'll watch it. And what happens? I, I would rewatch. Nothing. I would easily rewatch this. I was uh-huh. almost. If it had come up today and you had suggested, it, I was just going to lie to you and rewatch it. <laughs> um, Great liars. This movie, yeah. unlike any other movie uh-huh. that has made the claim, uh-huh. truly invokes Lord John Hughes. Wow! Wow! This that's some big fucking words. Now, now. Which is good. I mean, that's what like, we need. We like need, Pretty we in need Pink this. and yeah. like Some Kind of Wonderful. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, there, there is familiar territory Some here. Kind of Wonderful. That's, there's, that's the movie. There's there's some familiar territory here in, in how a story plays out. But that's because that's how a teenage story plays out. Yes. And that's why those movies worked. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is... Uh, has, is any way a homage or a copy right, right, of right. those? It right. is simply it's its own. Those story, exist but, yeah. because those are how growing up as a teenager is. Right. At least in America, uh, this movie is phenomenal. Cool. Like 
Uh, Definitely want to see it. It it is not one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's not right. killing Goodwill Hunting. It's not knocking Back to the Future out of my you know top <laughs> ten or anything like that. Um, but I could totally sit down and you know watch The Breakfast Club. And, oh yeah. Uh, Pretty in Pink and Edge of Seventeen. Nice. Um, this is uh, as good as Easy A and Clueless were. Oh wow! Okay. But it has more. It's not as funny as those. It has more meaning, like a John Hughes movie right. does. Um, I feel like Clueless and Easy A were made by people who loved those Hughes movies yeah. and made them very funny. Like yeah. came up with yeah. really innovative and funny ways to well, kind of look at those huge. I always, I always think in like those two movies in particular, mm-hmm. like they had a let's make a John Hughes movie, you know, movie side, you know, movie line for girls, and then there's a producer or producers or somebody like point like we got to make it a little funnier. Mm-hmm. Like this is really intense because there's a couple of scenes like with the family or like the mom and Easy A, and I'm like. These scenes are fucking brilliant, but they always, they they throw in a joke or they throw mm-hmm. in something, and it kind of it takes you back a little bit. Where it's like, man, if they just kept that, you know, going straight, this could movie be lets there. it play. Right, right. This movie so, okay. is more John yeah. Hughes. It lets it play, which it's isn't bad. bad. I love Easy A. Easy A, I think, is a really is damn good movie. Yeah, it's a really damn good movie across the board uh, and a great story, um, obviously. But they definitely throw in a way way too many punchlines or gags or you know jokes to lighten up. A pretty serious story. The Witch. Yes. Uh, I have not seen it, but apparently you did. There's a movie that you haven't seen. Yes. Out of this pile. This, Holy saw shit. This last year, I guess. Uh, it came out last it year. It came out in the, this year, 2016. Or, yeah, 2016. Uh, and it's The Witch with two Vs. Looks yeah. like The Witch, which yeah. I guess makes sense after you watch after you the movie. It, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on it? Very intense. It's one of these kind of movies. It's uh, I'm not going to... Don't get me wrong on the M. Night Shyamalan thing. It's one of those kind of M. Night movies where you are hooked. You are at the edge of your seat. What What are you going to see next? Um, the only problem for me and I think half of the audience that has seen which, nothing happens. So uh, half of the audience enjoys that storyline like of like the, the music and the ambiance and, and something very, very different. Mm-hmm. But at least the end of Blair Witch, something happens. Whether you like the movie or not, something happens in that house. Even though it's like four seconds. You watch a 90-minute right, right, movie, right. and four seconds, something ha- This, you watch, and you're like, well, would okay, you- so what's scary about it? You're like, I didn't get any scare out of it. I didn't get any anything out of that. So, But some people will because, mm-hmm. again, the music, the way it's – I mean, the, photo- oh, the, the film work is amazing in The Witch here. What did you think of The Babadook? I, I liked it. It was just weird. I don't think it's a horror movie at all. Okay. Yeah. I thought Bab- Babadook. Babadook. I thought it was shit. Right. The only, the I, only scary, exciting part for me was uh, when she's in bed and she can see her doorknob turning. Right. And you don't yeah. know what's it's, on it, the other it, side of the doorknob. It's just like the witch is That was is a fantastic very... scene. The rest of that movie yeah. and the story, I think, in Babadook makes no sense. The reading it's of the very, book. It's, there's yeah. points I was turning to Deanna, and I was like, I thought they said you couldn't do that because of this, or that didn't happen. I forget what right. it was. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right. here? Um, it's very dreamlike, and The Witch is, is like that, too. Okay. Cause so you, we, might, you might enjoy it. I, you know, like I said, it, that, that one's a 50-50, just like Babadook. A lot of movies, though, a lot of these... Uh, who quotes, made this? Do, I don't do know. Do you know any of the... I don't know. Robert Eggers? Eggers? Mm. Eggers? Um, I didn't recognize uh, right. almost anybody in the movie. Right on. Anyway, you were 
No, it just there's a, I think there's a whole uh, like John Hughes, like you just said, John Hughes there mm-hmm. for uh, Edge of Seventeen. Mm-hmm. There's this whole like eighties, seventies like phantasm, like that weird, we don't know what the fuck is going on kind of movie. Mm-hmm. These are like the next generation. Like let's do something. It's it's we'll make it creepy with music and the way we're gonna fuck with the camera and we'll we'll do something every once in a while that's gonna mess people up and for some reason they put it into the horror section and you're like, well, this isn't really horror. This is like more of a thriller, maybe. This is more of I don't know what you would classify it. So to me, The Witch is not a horror movie. Some people were scared of it. So uh, here's a movie I'm actually I didn't even know what this was, but after yes. I found out about it, I'm excited to see it. Hidden Figures. Yes. Um. I had no clue what this was. I watched the trailer and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is the type of movie that I absolutely love. And speaking of Snowden, and speaking of secrets in their own fucking government, yeah, this is one of those weird. So fucking... this is about th- uh, three black <laughs> very, very women. Very strange fucking story. Three black women who were uh, uh, in great, fantastic mathematicians that NASA employed to get the uh, Apollo mission off the ground. Um, and. Of course, during that time, uh, there were black people. I don't, could black people nope. let's vote? No. Yeah, okay. Black people couldn't vote because that doesn't happen. I mean, maybe it's happening roughly around the time. Cause it's happening at that time, but in certain places. Yeah, the Apollo they, mission. I don't know. Okay, the Apollo mission. So yeah, the 50s I don't think and, so. It's the 50s and 60s. I, I don't think they're allowed to vote. They no. certainly, there are definitely many states that uh, there are. Two bathrooms, black bathrooms, yeah. white bathrooms, and black and that'll water be in the fountains movie. and white that'll water fountains. That'll definitely be the story. Um, and uh, black rights, you know, we're st- obviously still coming up. So uh, it's amazing that these women, and on top of that being women, um, because how could a woman be so smart right. to do math uh, that ended up working for NASA? Uh, I'm going to bastardize her name, best actress. <laughs> uh, Ta- I guess it's Tara uh, T A. It looks like Tara with a J I. T A R A J I. Tara, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Moner. Yeah, I don't know. M O N A E, but it's got a weird accent above the A. So is that <laughs> Mona? I don't know. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's the singer. Kirsten Dunst, uh, supporting actor. Ooh, maybe you're not going to watch it. Kevin Costner. No, oh, I know. He's like the lead. Uh, supporting it's, actor Kevin Costner, Costner, Jim Parsons, who's well, from Big lead. Bang I mean, Theory. He's, he's the lead white guy of uh, of NASA. Yeah. Obviously, Jim Parsons, who's from Big Bang Theory. Um, interestingly, best original score music by Hans Zimmer, mm. Pharrell Williams, and Benjamin Walfish. Yeah, I'm just like, isn't it amazing that you write the song "Happy" and you get to work with Hans Zimmer? Yeah, Hans. Hans, how the fuck does that happen? How do you go from writing that annoying earwig? Why do you think John Stewart was never asked back from you know for the Oscars? He made the joke, Mafia, what Mafia Six, whatever one, uh, Martin Scorsese zero. It's some people get in the fucking position, and you're like, uh, how the fuck did this happen? Crazy. I don't know. And what's crazy is that they'll probably win you know an Oscar for a song or something, which would be great for them. Hey, Oscar so white last year. Be, Pharrell it could be ain't great white for so. the movie. I don't know. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to Hidden Figures. What was that band? Mafia. Uh, I don't even know because I don't like that I don't music. I don't like that hip hop. You know, pop shit. But they got the they got the they got the uh, Academy Award that year <laughs> for best song. Uh, the Lobster. I really want to see this. 
Uh, so far, all of my friends on the internet or, or on Facebook are going apeshit over this movie. This is directed by Yogurs uh, yeah. Lanthimos. Uh, the Lobster uh, begins as David, who's played by Colin Farrell, uh, finds out that his wife has left him for another man to make matters worth, worse. David lives in a society where single people have 45 days to find true love or else they are turned into the animal of their choice and released into the woods. Yep. David is kept at the mysterious hotel where he searches for a new partner and after several romantic misadventures decides to make a daring escape to abandon his world. He ultimately joins up with a rebel fraction known as the Loners, the a group of a group founded on complete rejection of romance. But once there David meets the uh agnetic mm-hmm. stranger Rachel White, who is in denial. Uh, who stirs up unexpected and strong feelings within him. Uh, with a, an original screen ba- screenplay by Lathmos, who's the director as well. And uh, The Lobster also stars Octa- uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, John C. Riley, Lee something, and Ben whatever. Uh, the trailer for this makes it look very much like Wes Anderson, Paul Thomas uh, yeah. Anderson kind of. It's an European. Movie. It's definitely uh, the, the um, Europeans love Wes Anderson. Yeah, so. it's quirky. You like those movies? I typically. Uh, actually, I have I, no idea. I have. I. I honestly, I saw Colin Farrell talk about it in an interview briefly, and then three or four of my Facebook, you know, buddies are like going apeshit. Like they put this in the top three this year. So, I'm like, okay, that 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 brings it out, and then I'm like, it was in the box. I'm like, ooh, all right, cool. I mean, I definitely like. I want to see this over. Uh, Doctor Strange or Fantastic Beasts only because this wasn't even in the theaters out here. Mm. You know, and those movies are like, you know, huge and they're not going anywhere. Is this so. to be released later on or? I mean, th- like a uh, wide release. I mean, it's got to be somewhere, mm. you know, obviously. Well, yeah, you know, it's got to have its week or two. You know, like the, the, ho- you know, the Hollywood or West L.A., you know, show, you know, like two shows a day, you know, kind right. of bullshit, you know, right. two hours away. Uh, So, yeah, I, don't I know. definitely want to watch it. I definitely want to see it. And see, yeah, that's the other thing. I love the Wes Anderson style. I love those I weird. I know. I love those weird, quirky, bizarre, picturesque worlds that those kind of you know directors and writers you know create. Uh, so it's not overly weird like David Lynch, which I also like. But Wes, you know, he just he puts it. You know, I don't know. I liked Wes Anderson's the camping movie. Yeah. And I like the hotel movie. Yeah, that was great. That was probably um, one of his best. Ironically, with it's just full on cussing and just like a, you know, he went over the top on that one. But uh, I know this is going to be sacrilege to you. Yes. I didn't like the uh, Life Aquatic. I didn't. I didn't care for Life Aquatic oh, um, nearly as much as I thought I would. Only because you know everybody that was in it, you know Bill Murray and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It was that one. To me, that was weird to be weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like where some of his movies are just weird. You know, like you're, you know, you, you either get it or you don't get it. That's fine. Life Aquatic was just fucking weird. Like the whole movie, you're just sitting there, like, this is just really, yeah, like over the top weird. Um, I didn't like uh, Rushmore, but you're crazy. since watching you're or since crazy. Rushmore has been released, I like watching scenes from Rushmore. Okay, mm-hmm. like if I catch a clip on mm-hmm. YouTube, someone sends me something or whatever, I always find it funny. But I at as a whole, mm-hmm. I don't think the movie works. And, yeah, you're insane. And it, I feel like... Uh, you're absolutely insane. But go ahead. I always thought that same thing <laughs> about The Office. 
like the TV show. Yeah, no. commercials for The Office. I always thought were funny. Yeah, like the tra- mm-hmm. we're leading up to this week on The Office. Right. I would laugh out right. loud at the commercials. But then once we were in context of the actual show, mm-hmm. I would sit stone faced for mm-hmm. a half an hour going, "This is not funny." <laughs> and. Okay. I don't watch Saturday Night Live, but if a good skit happens, right. it finds its way to me, and I watch the skit, and I laugh, and I wonder that if I was watching it when it was on, if I would find the skit stupid. Yeah. It's uh, Absolutely. Yeah. a friend of mine, I was talking about him earlier, Tom Ayers, who's a stand-up comedian. The absolute worst introduction a comedian can get is now let's bring to the stage the funniest man in show oh, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to make you laugh and cry. Bring on Tom Ayers. Right. Because the audience is now put in this position of like, make me laugh, funny man. Right. And I feel like when, if I turn on, that's probably why I don't like Saturday Night Live is because my guard is up. Right. Of course. When are you going to make me laugh? Yeah. And the best comedy comes out of nowhere where it right. catches you by surprise. You never know what the fuck's going to happen. So, uh, so I don't know if that's the problem that I have with Rushmore. Is like No, absolutely. I mean, Rushmore, but it's it, Rushmore is pretty raw. I mean, I think Royal Tannenbaum's is, you know, uh, overall his his best film i mean i mean it's, i mean especially commercially you know uh, money money wise also um but i mean i enjoy rushmore just because of the the quirkiness also that's the only movie that i've really cared for uh, the lead guy uh, jason or whatever mm-hmm. I haven't really cared for him and just about anything else he's done but he just worked in rushmore and bill murray completely and totally just dominates i mean that's one of his best roles ever but that he just every Ooh. fucking every scene that he's in is just mind-boggling. Didn't uh, Wes Anderson uh, also do uh, Barton Fink? No. Okay. That's the Coen Brothers. Oh, they're the other ones that yeah. I also generally don't like. Um, well, it's, it, Barton Fink is a movie that is trying too hard to be weird. Like it's, I mean, it's it's, really it's weird there. to be weird, and I didn't care for it. But I do care. I do like some of their movies. Oh, brother, without oh yeah. brother, where art there, thou? Yeah, I thought was watchable. Yeah. I'd never rewatch it. Fargo. Uh, Fargo is another similar to Rushmore. But they Fargo, had help. When on, I first but they had it, help on the script. That's the other thing. They had somebody come in, and that was one of the first you know times in their real you know even though it was like fairly new, like Blood Simple, like most of their movies, it was them writing, producing, directing. I mean, every fucking every split second in the film is one hundred percent theirs. When Fargo first so, came out, I was much much younger than I am today. Yeah. I had not traveled the world, and I actually remember feeling like they were making fun right. of Wisconsin people. Right. I didn't realize that the Wisconsin people actually North Dakota wasn't actually that spoke that way. Oh yeah. Oh don't you know. I thought <laughs> I just I just thought this is what so exaggerated. Is right. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I remembered watching Fargo and going, this is so fucking dumb. Yeah. And but like Fargo, like uh, Rushmore, if I watch scenes that are sent to me, they're funny. Right. They're always it's always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of movies that get a limited yes. release, uh, Live by Night. Which it comes out in like March or something. Doesn't it? Some reason I keep wanting to say Live by Night. No, yeah. it's actually like January nineteenth or the or January movie. Yeah, it yeah. comes out in January. Uh, there's there's is, a handful of these that are actually coming out weird, like February March. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, this is uh, the Ben Affleck directed movie with Ben Affleck in it. Um, and Ben Affleck wrote it, or at least he adapted the screenplay. Yeah. Uh, it is produced by Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. um, and Best Supporting Actress Ella Fanning. Um, uh, Zoe Saldana is in it. Yeah. Um, Big movie. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. 
So that'll be in the next few days. But we can go watch that. Yeah. Uh, we hey, could have watched that today, but we, we, we chose Snowden, and I'm happy because Snowden was pretty fun. Yeah, Snowden it was, was pretty good. damn good movie. Yeah, that could have been wrong. Uh, Patriot's Day, which... Uh, Don't care to see it at all. You're not going to watch it. I, this I is Mark know. Wahlberg and the... Uh, an account of the Boston Marathon bombing and intense aftermath, Patriot's Day is the story of a community's courage in the face of adversity. Celebrating the average citizens who became extraordinary heroes, this uh, thriller starring... Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Bacon, John Goodman, J.K. Simmons, and Michelle Mongahan. I don't know how you pronounce the last name. She's great, though. Mm-hmm. He explores the untold story. The untold? The untold story behind the hunt and capture of the bombers before they could carry out a second attack in New York City. Uh, why won't you watch it? I don't. I, those, I mean, it's, it's a true story. I, I saw it on TV. Uh, okay. It's it's one of those. It's one. Would of those, you not watch uh, Scully either? The don't don't care whatsoever to see it. Really? Yeah. And I love Tom Hanks. I like Mark. I mean, it just these kind of movies just don't do anything for me at all. I don't know why. It's just one of those. It's uh, it's it's a tragic event, and we lived through it, and we saw it, and it's one of those things. You know, I don't know. Really, making a movie will do anything for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that, and that's just me. It's just like his other movie, uh, Deepwater Horizon or whatever. I mean, that's just another movie. It's just like, okay, an oil spill. Okay. We know what happened. Oh, yeah, we know yeah. what happened with the oil spill. Greed, pure fucking greed from an American slash, you know, uh, Canadian company. Fucked up, you know, our ocean forever. Hmm. I don't really give a shit about watching a movie. The, 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 that, story, that story disgusts me. Uh, this one just kind of disturbs me because it's just like, again, you're like, okay, you're going to make money off of a bombing. You're glorifying a, a tragic yeah. event. Um, this is a TV movie of the week. This isn't like a big budget, you know. Uh, best director, Peter Berg. Oh, no. there's be, oh, well, well, then, of course, it's going to be. It's over the top. No. Well, I'm not going to say. I love Peter Berg. I, I enjoy him, but talk about Oliver Stone going one way. Peter yeah, Berg yeah. definitely goes his own route. Um, any storytelling. This is a movie that you know I will totally watch and I'll probably like. And, yeah. You know, um, it's. I know it, the. I know the outcome. I could see why you wouldn't want to. Yeah, watch and it that's because the other you thing. The Certain things I don't really. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know because Peter Berg be, is going to make those probably two one off. Yeah, but he's going to make those two people, of course, you know, worse than Al Qaeda. So that's Patriots Day. Yeah. Twentieth uh, century woe man. Yeah. Uh, that's high on my list. Set in Santa Barbara, California, during the culturally pivotal summer of 1979, 20th Century Woman follows Dorothy Fields, played by Annette Bening, a determined single mother in her mid-50s, raising her adolescent son, Jamie, alone. Uh, Uncertain of her abilities to make sense of an America rife with social change and political uncertainty, uh, Dorothea enlists the help of two younger women in shaping Jamie's worldview at a critical time in his life. Abby, played by Greta Gerwig, uh, an outspoken punk artist living as a brought a border, living as a border in the field's home, and Julie Ella Fanning, a savvy and provocative teenage neighbor, offer Jamie their very specific insights into what makes a good man. Billy Crudup, I never know how to pronounce his name. He's from Almost Famous. He's awesome. Uh, <laughs> That is, yeah. yeah, I'm a golden god. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Crudup also stars as a blue-collar bohemian helping to restore Dorothea's ramshackle home in exchange for rent. 
written and directed by Mike Mills. 20th Century Woman looks at three generations in the throes thoroughs of Mont Montemus transition who form a makeshift family that will mystify and inspire them through the rest of their lives. Wow, that last sentence. Is yeah, that was a little weird. All right, anyway. Yeah. Um, I got nothing to say about this. I, I'll watch it. I love Annette Benning, so I'll watch it just because she's in it. I, but okay, then I like Annette Benning. I like Billy Caldrop. I like uh, Ella Fanning. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I have no reason to watch this. It's up for like I will. It's up for like forty Golden Globes. I know. It's one of those and I will. Kind of it's one of those, and yeah. I will. But like, there's nothing that pulls me to this movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, other than I guess. Well, L. I mean, I like her. I, I like, like her, her too. I guess yeah. these two women are somehow going to seduce the boy. I, I guess that. Well, they're gonna. Pro- yeah. So that's probably. I, I, I assume there's gonna be a, a taking of virginity scene type of se- you know sequence. Yeah, I'm guessing. And. You know the world is evil, but you got to be strong. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's supposedly it's supposedly up for comedy stuff, so it's got to be funny. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that gives it that makes it better. Uh, Zootopia, <laughs> which uh, has been out for a few months, I yeah. saw this a couple of months ago. Throwing it on the ground. Yeah, great. Have you seen it? No. Uh, it's cute. Oh, I'll, yeah. It's cute. I don't think it's. Uh, it's another tent movie that you know I'll get around to. This is not a Pixar film. Yeah, but this is Disney desperately trying to be Pixar. Right. So it feels that way. Yeah, but it, it's good. It's all right. It looks fun. Uh, Jackie. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, which is yeah. uh, about Jackie Onassis, uh, starring Natalie Portman. Yes. Um, Billy Crudup also. Yeah. Oh, and Best Supporting Actress Greta Gerwig. Hmm, are they dating? <laughs> Peter Skarsgård. <laughs> Ooh, it. Um, have so, you seen those pictures yet? Have I seen what? Uh, Stephen King's It. He's the, the clown. He's Pennywise. Scars guard. Oh, uh, who was originally played by uh, uh, Tim. Yeah, Tim Curry. Um, they're, no, pretty I, creepy. they're pretty creepy. I have uh, not. They're is, pretty creepy uh, pictures, man. It's pretty cool. So when is It being released? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jackie is, uh, yeah, is, I don't know. This is another movie that I would kind of care less about seeing, but I'll end up watching. It's Nellie Portman. Yeah. It's, she, you know, if she's in a commercial, I'll stop and watch the commercial. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> the main reason why I watched the Star Wars movies was because of her. Oh, do you have a thing for her? No, I think she's a brilliant actress, oh. and she's just like, whatever she's in, I'll like, I'll, I'll give it. She's party. Well, no, I mean that too, but it's like, I'll. Yeah, she's a good actress. I would, I'll go out of my way to, take to watch away. anything. Uh, but again, I mean, again, like this is a yeah, it's a good, it's a good story that needs to be presented in a big way. Free State of Jones. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Have you? That was in the theaters for like a day. I really wanted to see it's a McConaughey movie. Yeah, Matt McConaughey and it's slavery, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's white. It's not a black story. So I thought maybe I haven't anyway. look. I haven't watched I it, and no. um, uh, I just like. McConaughey's another one. I'll watch it's, anything. He's I'll in, watch so. anything McConaughey's. So in that too. and gold. But I think. I think I'm going to make a McConaughey day. That I am, and gold. I, all right. I'm. I'm judging a book by its cover. <laughs> when I saw the poster for Free State of Jones when yeah. it was in theaters, I thought, "Oh, the white man saves the black man again." There we go. White man yeah. with a conscience. <laughs> and I was. It just could like, be that way. I mean, I, and yeah. I got to look yeah. in Fantastic Beasts, Uh-oh. which is a good movie. There's slavery. There is no. There is a scene mm. where a. <laughs> Uh, what do I want to call her? Um, 
when you're when you go to jail, what are the officers that uh, the jailers? The but the officers that control they're not police officers. What are you when you're if you're in jail, mm-hmm. there are people with badges that control everybody there. Correctional is it a correctional officer? CO. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, CO. All that's right. the word I'm looking for. Okay. In uh Fantastic Beasts, there is a there's a, a correctional officer and they cast probably a fifty year old black woman. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she came on screen, I thought that's awesome. Right. That is Way out of the box thinking because you just think square jawed white tall dude, right? And this could easily be <laughs> your grandmother, um, and she has a certain amount of power. And I was like, "That's cool. That's great casting." And especially because I'm impressed of uh, the lead, who's uh, Redmayne, mm-hmm. uh, as being cast at that point. But then they give her a line where she says, uh, "They don't do it like that," or something, something similar to that. Mm. And I rewound and I played it again at the end. I'm like, or, or that don't work that way. And I was like, why is, why the fuck did they do that? Like yeah. it, if it was anybody else, if it was a white person, it would have been that doesn't work that way. Right. Like that is like, and I added when I played it back for Deanna, I was like, that don't work that way. Massa. <laughs> and I was like, this is a horrible fucking line. And right. I really brought me out of the movie and I stepped back I, and maybe it was because I, I Oscar so white last year and I paid real special attention to how unique it was that yeah. not just a woman and not just a black woman, but like a 50 year old black woman playing a correctional officer. Right. Um, it was sort of part, but the rest of the movie, there is no sense of any of that there. Right. I don't know. I, so I'm hoping that she as an actress brought that to the line and wanted to say to that. do something and there wasn't somebody else that was like no don't say doesn't say don't right um so i was a little weird so free state of jones i don't know i'll get to it but i'm, I'm a little apprehensive about yeah. it i'm gonna watch that in gold so it's, it'll just be a mcconaughey day uh i saw gold oh thumbs up uh i dug gold so what movies have you not seen you're I'm like way the fuck ahead of me most i'm way ahead of you I, jesus i watch like you know, we watch like five movies a day god Damn it. Plow through movies, yeah. Well, just invite me over. No, just watch I, one movie if with you. you. No. I, That's what I I've get. invited you I get over Snowden. twice. And you didn't, I, get, I get Snowden. I invited I get you one over movie. Christmas, too. I get one uh, movie. You have you, family and shit here. After this, after this podcast, you're welcome to stay. No, We're gonna, we'll watch something else. <laughs> See, you just said no. <laughs> um, fire Three scene. hours of you is enough. There you go. That's what yeah. I figure you, how Shut you feel. <laughs> like he's, he's driving me to drugs. Thank God pot is legal in California. Oh, my God. Um, Fire at Sea. This is a documentary. Over the past mm. uh, 20 years, hundreds of thousands of migrants have landed on the tiny island of Lampedusa. Lamp, Lamp, Lampedusa. Lampedusa. A uh, crucial stopover for refugees between Africa and Europe. Oh, okay. On the same island, Italian family, families like Samuel Puccilio's live quiet lives seemingly untouched by their temporary neighbor's trauma. Hmm. Filmmaker Gianfranco Rossi places these realities side by side and in doing so creates a third narrative. Deep. How's the uh, scene? Yeah. So this will be at the very bottom of my list when I've completely run and out of And you know that's going to be the diamond in the rough. We're if, already, I'm already calling it I out. If I get to it. Yeah, I'm already yeah. calling it out. Um, it's probably like the best documentary you'll ever see ever. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Silencio, 
Silence. Yeah, that's the other movie I want to see. That's uh, a Scorsese movie. Yeah, this is a Scorsese you, movie. You've seen it. That re- I have not seen it. <gasps> it rings in at 160 minutes. That's a Scorsese movie. Which is two Meaning hours. two hours is good, and the last 20 minutes he doesn't know how to end it. So it just keeps going <laughs> okay. and going. And Thank you for admitting that. Going. As uh, Departed, Departed is still going somewhere right now. Um, Pretty much. For no apparent reason, we're going to have another scene. Oh. So, so that's two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Well, like Gangs of New York. Hello. Uh, the last 30 minutes was just completely and totally unnecessary to the story. Yeah, like that. <laughs> like the last four scenes in uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, where that wouldn't end either. <laughs> well, they had to do that. Um, that was part three. So he, is, had, he, had to, he had to get best picture. This is Mar- Martin Scorsese with Andrew Garfield and uh, Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. And uh, this... Uh, okay, it it says consider best original score mm. Kim Allen Kludge and Catherine Kludge, who uh, I don't know directly, but friends of mine know them mm. who scored this. Oh, nice. But they've actually been shut out of the Academy. They're not being accepted. Oh, oh, oh! Because this isn't considered a score, right? Because it's, there's there's a lot of new rules on music this year. Yeah, it's too so, much yeah. of an undertone right. or something they're they're claiming, uh, which a lot of people have been. Uh, which is kind of about people. Which are, is people are marching on Hollywood. Yeah, which is too. kind of odd. But like several scores, several uh, soundtracks have been kicked out this year. I mean, uh, I forget. Like, there's a list, and I know that you know that this is one of them. I don't know that. Like, yeah. I don't know the full story. I, I, don't, I don't know the know. criteria of what they go for. But uh, yeah, there was like five or six um, big, huge, big movies kicked out. Uh, Allied. Is uh, the Brad Pitt Marion Cotard Cotard Collard Cot Cotard Cotard is that it? He's French, dude. Cotillard Cotillard Cotard. something like that. It's C O T I L L. This is the movie my dad actually saw in the theater. Uh, I didn't know that this was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, I wanted to see this. Movie, oh, wow. now it I is. really want to see it. I didn't know that Zemeckis did this. Uh, I love Zemeckis. Uh, really? I love... You haven't really said anything about his movies. No sarcasm. All right. Vince <laughs> just got very confused. Yeah, I, I know we're on the like, podcast. He's like, oh, what? what? Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to Ally. Yeah. There. Spy versus Spy. It's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but hopefully done right. It's Mr. And Smith. Don't mess with Luke Besson. Come on. Is Mr. that who Ms. did Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Come on, man. You know what I hated about Mr. and Mrs. Smith? And if you ever rewatch it, I um, won't. She, yeah, I won't either. She beats the shit out of him. Like, mm-hmm. he gets punches straight to oh, the yeah. jaw and, and nothing kicks. Happens. And he does not hit her back. He oh, oh, yeah. He oh, throws no, her, yeah. and he pushes her. Yeah. And I thought, that's really bullshit. Yeah. For, not that I want to go see a movie of like, yeah, women do. getting beaten up. Yeah, I love women kicking ass. Yeah. Like, uh, Doctor Strange, there's a really cool choice of a lead chick in it, and she kicks ass. Um, but I thought, like, this is this isn't just Angelina Jolie. This is fucking Tomb Raider. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. she was already Tomb Raider at that point. Like <laughs> fucking punch her in the jaw. Let her take that and then fucking punch you back. I uh, yeah. Like watching those two the... battle out would have been epic. And then later on, of course, they got a divorce. They could you know look back at that movie and go there you go. <laughs> um, fences. Best director Denzel Washington, starring mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, supporting actress Viola Davis. This movie rings in at 138 minutes, which is only two hours and 18. Uh, based on the trailer, this thing, I think, looks terrible. 
it's a play that won like every award I saw it in New York when I was in high school. It's a really solid story for a play. Since this is a movie, it's going to take you out of that, like that, you know, the drama that you can do on a stage where you're going to use mm-hmm. imagination. I'm right. in the, I'm in the kitchen doing stuff. Now I'm in the backyard and right. the fences comes in to that storyline. I don't know what they're going to do visually in the movie. I think, it's, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but even like you said, even the trailer, if you see the trailer, looks like an asshole father. It's uh, it, well, that's what he is. I mean, it's, you but know, it's, I mean, it's like it's pretty rough. It's I'm the hard asshole father, and right. when you're 40, you realize I did this for your own right. good, and I'm like, I don't want to watch that yeah. story. I don't I think that's the storyline. I don't think that's what they're going to push in them. All in, right, in the, so. he's just you know he is he is a hard you know he's a hard man. I was hoping man. when I saw Fences that this nominated was going to be the... for obvious reasons because you know it is Denzel Washington. I haven't seen it, but I hear it's really good. When I saw the title, I was hoping that this was going to be a. Uh, a battle between Mr. Wilson and Tim the Toolman Taylor. No. Turns out it's not. That would be a good movie. No, that was a play. Uh, and the play had uh, Darth Vader voice. Had, uh, so oh, James Earl Jones? Yeah. Moonlight chronicles the three chapters in the life of a young black man named Chiron? Chiron? Mm-hmm. C-H-I-R-O-N. Really want to see this movie. Chiron. Maybe Chiron. Um... It named Sharon from his troubled Miami childhood and teen years through his transition into adult life. As a shy outsider growing up in the poor neighborhood of Liberty City, he struggles to find his place in the world and survive his desperate situation at school, at home, and at home, uh, where he lives with his loving but a drug addicted mother. Uh, through consistently challenged, or though consistently challenged by adversity, Sharon mm-hmm. finds himself equally supported by unlikely figures in his life whose kindness, empathy, and unconditional love become a beacon of hope in a lonely world. Written and directed by Barry Jenkins, the film has an ensemble cast that includes nobody you have ever heard of. Uh, That's an interesting name. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of names that I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, yeah. I've only heard good things about this in La La Land. Isn't that, this is nominated for a, a, a bunch Golden of Globe? I think yeah. or, glo- or Globes. I'm really excited for this one. Bleed for this. I'm not at all. Really? Yeah. Which is weird. I I really like that kid. I really like that actor. I do I don't not care like if, boxing movies. Or I don't do like you? boxing movies. I don't like boxing that much anymore. I don't know. What turned you off on boxing? Uh, I honestly don't know where it came from. I think I've, I, because of my grandfather, I watched so much, and several friends in high school and junior high, I watched so much boxing, I think I just got sick of it. It was just like, it's weird. It's like one of those, I don't know, the cutoff moment or something. But I know my exact cutoff moment, because I liked no. boxing, I liked watching Tyson, um, I enjoyed it. It is when Purnell Sweet P. Whitaker mm-hmm. beat the holy shit out of Julio Cesar Chavez. Okay, okay, yeah. They went to the cards... And they gave it to Chavez. Oh, the Chavez, yeah. And you can watch that fight a thousand right. times, and okay. there's no way, shape, or form that Chavez... And Chavez is a great fighter, yeah. but Pernell Whitaker beat the crap out of him. Yeah. And that was where I was like, well, this is professional wrestling. <laughs> and I don't absolutely. watch professional wrestling. Oh, no, absolutely. Wrestling. Absolutely. Um, so that ended it for me. Fun. And and I didn't get involved in UFC because I was like, why bother? 
they're just going to fuck with me years down the road exactly. anyway. And, and they have. Um, and so. I, I don't know. I stayed away from yeah. I've watched Ronda Rousey here and there kick some ass and right. gone, that's pretty badass. Um, and uh, and there's a there's a good example of what I was just talking about, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, um, it, it's weird. I don't want to see a girl get hit. But, like, she's so good that I want to see her compete equally. Right. So I want, like, I want that glass ceiling broken. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to be like, well, she has to compete in the women's league. Right. So it's not that I want to see a guy beat her up, but I want to see her become the the best because she's the best. She's one of the few uh, fighters or in that world or whatever. Um, cause like the, even the woman that, you know, beat her ass beat, last beat her, year, yeah, I can't remember um, her name, but, but there's yeah. like four or five of them. I mean, obviously Rosie Rousey, whatever her name is, she's the most famous. Um, but several of them are good enough where they have kind of just destroyed their competition. Re- mm-hmm. re- like it's not even a competition. And so some of them, I definitely see them, uh, needing to go, uh, fight some boys. Uh, so this movie is bleed for this. It is written and directed by Ben Younger. Bleed for this centers on the real life Rhode Island boxer Vinny Pazianza. I always that's what I always mm. pronounced it, but I guess it's Pazan Paziza P A Z I E. I'm going to call it Pazianza. Exactly. That's what I always, he's the Pasmanian Devil. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, played by Miles Teller, yeah. uh, who is uh, the kid from Whiplash. Whiplash and War Dogs, yeah. Um, so the Pasmanian and Divergent. He was the asshole in Divergent. Well, one of them. Uh, the Pasmanian devil whose fight promoter urges him to retire following a brutal beating from junior welterweight champion uh, Roger Mayweather uh, in uh, 1988. Instead, Pazianza moves up two weight classes under the guidance of his new trainer, Kevin Rooney, which is played by Aaron Eckhart, and becomes super middleweight champion of the world. Uh, shortly after his victory, a near-fatal car accident leaves him with a broken neck and the prognosis that he might never walk again. Refusing to abandon boxing, Vinny, ta- Vinny taps his reluctant trainer and uh, stages a life-or-death return to the ring. Exact same story that Tyson is. Exact same story that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal just was mm-hmm. just in a movie like a year ago playing mm-hmm. a fighter uh, who... Uh, Whatever. It's it's such the fighter story. Yeah. The one thing would turn me on to Vinny Pazianza back in the day when I followed boxing was this guy broke like three ribs or six ribs in, in his collarbone or something like that in like the third round and still went 12 and one. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Some of these people are crazy. This dude yeah. can play through the pain. Right. And that's what caught my attention to the Pasmanian devil. Mm. Um, and. In real life, based on what I know uh, from news and, and whatever, I'm pretty sure that he is a complete fucking dick who I would never want to be friends <laughs> with. A total misogynistic asshole that right. just, you well, know. Well, that's going to play is, out in the movie. Yeah, so, yeah. The, it's probably going to play out. But I, I, I don't by any means look up to him as a hero. Right. Other than going, that's pretty amazing. And I kind of want to see I want to see that. There you go. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm keen on this. Uh, Katie Seagal is in it. Oh, shit. Is this written by her husband? Because that's the only way she ends up in anything, right? <laughs> well, she's supposedly going to be in the new uh, Sons of Anarchy somehow, so possibly. Uh, what do you, there's a new Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, the the Mexican gang, and then somebody, you know, they're doing something is else. Is Kurt Sutter writing that? Yeah. Then, of course, she's in it. She's Even though I thought, well, everybody died at the end of Sons of Anarchy. Uh, so but is, is this, is this like a prequel? 
I get. I don't fucking. Uh, there is. Oh, that was the terrible. biggest soap opera I've ever seen in my life. This is not being put up for writing. It's <laughs> please consider us for best picture, best director, best re- oh, best original screenplay. There we yeah. go. Ben Younger, who's also the director. No. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be another Sansa Anarchy. Look, I think it's great that I I adore my wife and anything that I would you know make. I would absolutely you would definitely try do a Rob Zombie. Try to put course. her in it. Yeah. Uh, oh yes, uh, Sherry. Uh, I I don't fault Kurt for it. No. Um, and I love I think, Katie Seagal. But I love Katie Seagal too. Uh, I think where it got annoying in Sons of Anarchy was when Katie Seagal was singing. Like, she had Everything. soundtracks. Yeah. And, like, they'd play out an entire four-minute song to a montage. And just There are so many, more than any show ever, there's many scenes in Sons of Anarchy that I did not see because the music started and I hit fast oh, forward oh, totally. for four minutes. Because you knew like, exactly what was I'm not watching It, it turned into, uh, the, what is it, serial or uh, what do you call that? Like, every single episode was identical. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had a format. They they had four, had a format. Uh, yeah. But it was just like they did this, they did this song, fast forward commercial, and then storyline, and then violence. Uh, from Amazon Studios, we have Patterson. Yes, which is uh, Patterson is a bus driver in the city of Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, they share the same name every day. Patterson adheres to the simple routine. He drives his daily route, observing the city as it drifts across the windshield and overhearing fragments of conversation swirling around him. He writes poetry in a notebook. He walks his dog. He stops in a bar and drinks exactly one beer. He goes home <laughs> to his wife, Laura. By contrast, Laura's world is ever-changing. New dreams come to her almost daily. Patterson loves Laura, and she loves him. He supports her newfound ambition. She champions his gift for poetry. Um, this is best director Jim Jarmish. Yes. Jamarish. Jarmush. You don't know Jarmush? How do you pronounce it, Jarm? Yeah. I think everybody I've ever heard pronounce it as uh, Jarmish, but it looks like Jarmush. But uh, uh, the only reason I want to watch this is because the bus driver is played by Adam Driver, who is Kylo Ren, who is also in uh, Girls. Silence. That we just... Girls. Turtles? Girls. Adam Driver's in Girls? Yes. The, he kind of takes the... The HBO show? Yes. You like that show? Because of him. Okay. I don't <laughs> watch that show because of her. Really? Oh, you don't like her at all? Are you one of those? I'm very annoyed by... Oh, I'm annoyed by her. her, But I like all the uh, other... Lena Dunham. Yeah, I like all the other characters. Her politics, the stuff she says. um, She's kind of like turned into uh, like Seinfeld for me. I don't care about her or her storyline at all. I like all the other people. But she's like, she's a writer. She's a writer, creator of the show. And... So I've just stayed away from it simply because, like, but it's over. She's so. done so many things, said really so many things shit. that I'm like, "You're yeah. a, you were such a moron." I don't know how I could watch your show. I don't know what's um, going on with her. I think she's actually uh, gone crazy. And it's not even like Mel, Mel Gibson a couple of times said some horrible shit. All right, there's a lot of other stuff that he's done that's entertaining. Like, is <laughs> good, fine, whatever. Like, I never saw anything that Lena had done. Only heard stuff she said, and everything that's come out of her mouth, I've thought, is the dumbest fucking yeah. thing in the world. And I'm like, how could I watch? How could she make a? How could she possibly make an entertaining show? Absolutely. And it kills me because the show's produced by Judd uh, Apatow mm-hmm. or Apatow Tau. I don't know how you pronounce Apatow. that either. Tau is that yes. what we're going with? Um, it's T O W Tow. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's what he went by a long time ago. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody pronounce his name. That's usually the problem. Like when you're. I remember the first time I was faced with, with the poster for Hunger, or Hunger for uh, The Hangover, 
and went, Zach Gal. Oh, yeah. Gil. Yes. I have Gal no idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Still nursing the cold. Sorry. Yeah. Great. Last but not least, Amazon Studios brings us Gleason. No idea. At age 34, Steve Gleason was diagnosed with ALS. Doctors gave the former NFL oh, oh, yeah. defensive back in New Orleans hero two to five years to live. So that is what Steve chose to do. Live with purpose for his newborn son, for his wife, and help others with the disease. All right. I'm going to like it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be happy. It's a feel-good movie. Oh, there are movies that I cry. Oh, sure. yeah. Name one. Well, one time. You, We're going to get you your want, wife in here. I'll tell you what. If you want to see Bullshit. me cry, almost any proposal, any wedding proposal oh, okay. brings a tear to my eyes yeah. for some reason. I get emotional. I well up. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies that have actually made me cry, the one that always comes to mind is a movie called The Cure, oh, which yeah. was okay. uh, about a boy who has AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the end scene with the shoe, I am I'm really? lost. I'm in tears. I'm wow. Mess. I didn't even know you had that emotion. Uh uh, Untamed Heart with uh, oh, yeah. um, the Baboon Heart yeah. and uh, that, wow. Christian Slater. Look at you. Uh, that That's movie, a chick flick. The movie will destroy me. Oh, the movie will just absolutely very, destroy very me. Very, very good. Uh, so there are there are movies that you know. Um, no, I'm just giving you hard time. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll enjoy this. Yeah, uh, but it's a documentary. It, I don't think so. I think it's actually. Is that a movie? Movie? Uh, yeah, I think it might be. There's there's right. a couple of documentaries that are. You know, I don't. Well, let's see. What is it? It's being. Yeah, be. It's being considered for best picture. So. Yeah. Oh, best documentary feature. See. Can a documentary be best picture as well? That's I think what a couple of them are shooting like uh, going that route. I think Michael Moore kind of opened the door. Uh, so I guess several do- uh, several years ago. Um, on to movies that I have seen and you haven't. Uh oh. Um. Gold, we talked about briefly a little bit. It looks really good. I saw the trailer. I looked up the trailer. Uh, I thought Gold was good. I I enjoyed it. Um, It's like a con man type of, uh, well, the trailer type of thing. So I'm like, it looks pretty interesting. I like that. Yeah. Deanna didn't like it because uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey looks like a fat, ugly slob. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely is. Which worried me because I was like, what happens when I'm a fat, ugly slob? Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I am a fat, ugly slob. You don't like me. Yeah. Uh, so take uh, everything personal. Yeah, I, I do. Let's make it about me. Um, I, I, I liked gold. I, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I would say it's along the vein of the founder. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Not no. as, not as intricate, but, uh, I dug gold. It's, it's no. my kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more other than, um, they're looking for gold. Yeah. He's a, it looks pretty prospector. interesting. It looks pretty funny. Uh, but not the kind of prospector that you think where, you know, he's out with a little pickaxe, although he does at one point, but it's interesting. <laughs> um, what have I seen that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, we already talked about Manchester. Uh, have you seen a monster calls yet? No. Okay. Let's see it. Um, we saw Miss Sloan together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched, Oh, I watched the red turtle. Um, that's a animated, that an animated movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm thinking you're probably never going to watch it. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. It's a, uh, it's, 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 it's easy to watch. It's like a Japan Japan anime. Yeah. Sort of along yeah. that lines. It's yeah. easy to watch because, uh, there's almost no words in it. A, a guy is on a d- deserted Island. Mm. Um, so you follow just images. Right. And it's a poetic story. Uh, I also watched Your Name, which is uh, definitely Japanimation. Um, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. Did you watch? I've it? Heard, no, I've heard a lot of. It's uh, it's it. like Freaky Friday. And, okay. Um, 
I think we like, talked about it, but if you I, like Japan animation, I, I looked it up and yeah, it looked, yeah, uh, some people liked it. So. Did I don't think we? Do, I watched Christine. I don't think we talked about that. Christine, no. Christine, the news reporter. Um, oh, the movie. Deanna didn't know the story. Okay, I'm not going to. Right. Uh, if I think we might have said two podcasts ago in yeah. the reading of. We t- like, I mean, we talked about. It. I'm like, what I, the I, synopsis I even threw it out was. There. Yeah. Uh, Deanna didn't know the story, so it was very. Uh, it was very. Enjoyable or, to watch right. her watch what happened. Right. Um, it's worth watching. It's certainly not worth putting at the top of the pile. Yeah. Um, uh, American Pastoral, Ewan McGregor directs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ella Fanning is in it. Jesus, man. She's in everything. She is in everything. And <laughs> you, I think you'll like it. Yeah. I'll, it yeah. is a little weird. Mm. Um, What's the was it Big Fish? Mm-hmm. Is it that's Tim Burton, right? Yes. And you and McGregor's in that. Yes. Uh, and Billy Crudup. Okay, you can you get a sense that you and McGregor got a lot of feel that yeah. Big Fish influence. Them. This is not a magical story right. like Big Fish, but they're beautiful so looking the scenery, scenery yeah. that mm-hmm. feels Big mm-hmm. Fishes, right? Fishes. And uh, because of you and McGregor, kind of took me to that. Um, well, yeah, I'll, it's you know. a bit of a David Lynch. I'm not going to say it's not weird, like you know who killed whatever uh, Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yeah, it's not a mystery like that, but it certainly has just sort of ethereal. Mm. I don't know. You'll like it. Yeah. Well, because um, remember, he also came from Train Spotting, so I mean, he, you know, he definitely has like that visual. You know, upbringing in film because Train Spotting. If you really watch that movie again, I mean, it's like how many movies do you you know does somebody go into a toilet full of shit looking for heroin? So it's just like yeah. there's some there's some really weird scenes and there's some really weird. Even the script had had it had to be odd and awkward. I think that's why they all kind of j- just like jump on board because it's a very it's a dreadful movie. It's a very yeah, sad story. The baby dies. Yeah, like I mean, they're horrible making things. a part two. Yeah, part two's coming out. Yeah. Which like three or four of them live like... so. This is like hopefully them clean. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be another two hours of them I, high I, on doing stupid I, shit. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but I love I, I love Danny like, Boyle. I love I love his storytelling, and it's just like he's very visually like the. I feel like the point know. of Train Spotting and Requiem for a Dream, Requiem, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, makes its point. Yeah, in drugs are bad. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. In a in a very realistic view. Mm. There's nowhere to go. Like I don't know what they're going to do with it. Like part two of Requiem, if Jennifer Connelly is you know cleaned up her act and is now Miss Sloan, then you just said, I guess drugs aren't bad. I guess things worked out. <laughs> Prostitution and drugs. Well, you learn, all comes you learn something from it and you move on. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there is no you you can't even like if she just merely becomes a probation officer and now helps kids get on the right track. You still get to the point where you're like, well, it worked out for you, so it might work out for me. Mm. No, the point of those movies ending the way they do is to be like, you shouldn't fucking do this. Right. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> we don't have a cough button. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Train Spotting is definitely, even like at the end, it's an interesting 
trip with funny scenes. I haven't scenes, seen it in 100 years, but yeah. the baby dies at the end, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. not at the end. Like, I mean, two, three, yeah, it's pretty... I thought pretty, that was like the last but scene it's pretty they brutal. leave well, the good. baby and the baby dies. Know. And But it's pretty brutal because like, they're all high and they just don't even fucking notice or Yeah, care. they don't care. No. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of dread. There's a lot of uh, interesting stuff. Uh, the Dressmaker... Uh, oh, fun, yeah. fun, quirky movie mm-hmm. until the last 20 minutes when all of a sudden they felt like they <laughs> needed to be something that wasn't the fun, quirky movie you enjoyed up until that last 20 minutes. So uh, I would put that low on a list. <laughs> um, it was okay. okay. But yeah, I really. Is it they... the is that an Asian movie? No, it's an oh, Australian that, movie. That's the Australian um, movie. Okay. The other one, uh, French made or something. Uh, or made is, or the made. Something like that. Uh, you, oh, yeah, well, that's a Japanese movie. The Japanese movie. Yeah, the, the I main. say Asian, I mean... Or the, uh, the Dressmaker is an Australian movie, okay. so no subtitles, uh, but yeah. Probably need some. Um, they talk fast. Land of Mine. Land of... Okay. I, that is a, uh, the Danish movie. Yeah, oh, you, we were talking about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put that high on your list. Land yeah. of Mine was so good. Yeah. So gripping. It's an interesting story. Even like when we were, you were like reading it, I was just like, okay. That, like, it's you, so that peaked interest in that... I would say t- again that would be on a list before Doctor Strange or Fantastic Beasts, only yeah. because like I'll get to those whatever. These are the movies that I'll probably forget if I don't, you know if I don't see it now. I'm not right. going to go out of my way to like look for you know Land of Mine. Land so. of Mine is yeah. is almost so good I might rewatch it. Oh, wow. and reread Whoa. it. Like rereading movies is not high on my list. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty Life big. is Beautiful is fantastic movie. I don't really want to reread it. We've talked about that before. Yeah, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, which is the Animated movie. animated movie, yeah, yep. big animated movie. Charlize Theron has a voice in it, and I don't know a few other people. Uh, okay, it gives you exactly what <laughs> you get exactly what the trailer promises. Okay, and um, something happens, and it's fun, and you just move on. It's certainly not an animated movie that I would ever watch again. Uh, I wouldn't recommend anybody watch it. But I wouldn't also like, I mean, it, I do kids, get right. it for your kids, but like, it's not like something where I'm like, is it a kid watch. movie? Is it like one of those kind of animated things? Yeah. I mean, the kid is or like hero. finding, finding Nemo, Dory, these kind of things are very uh, broad and like all age. Yeah. It ain't, some it isn't movie. finding Nemo. It right. isn't. No, no, no. Um, I mean, it isn't, but it's uh, like, know, it's, it's going to hit a certain it's age. It's not toys or right. Toy Story. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, well, like Toy Story. I mean, Toy Story, I mean, you can be five and you can be 70 and still get something and enjoy out of it. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel at 43 years old that I'm enjoying right. uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, <laughs> Hunt for Wilder People. Oh, yeah. Australian. This is now this is a movie that is made for teens, preteens or teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a kid adventure story. You know, uh, I'll invoke just to put you in the right frame of mind. Goonies. It ain't Goonies. Goonies. Right. But it's for the same audience right. that watches Goonies. Um, is totally wor- that movie is totally worth watching. Okay, like Australia Hunt for yeah, Wild. Yeah, you actually people. texted me on that one. Yeah, it, it's it's enjoyable. Well, because that is written or uh, directed what by the same guy who did What We Do in the Shadows, Brilliant. which one of the dudes from What We Do in the Shadows is actually in Hunt for Wild. Okay. people. Uh, he shows up. Um, it's well, I mean, got a West Concords. I mean, some of the some yeah, of the guys are it's got just, a Wes Anderson just, quirk. Hysterical. Um, which I feel like I, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah. like flight of the Concords and, uh, what we do in the shadows has the Wes Anderson quirk yeah. without the Wes Anderson look weirdness. Or, right. Yeah. Like 
without the David Lynchness. That dude tells. I'm like, for some a, reason, I'm shaking my head, agreeing with yeah, you. That but yes, dude I, tells I understand. a story right. in a quirky way. Right. I understand what. Yeah, but there's a fucking story. Right. Like we don't end it and go, "What the hell did I just watch? Why were those people that yeah. way? What is this?" <laughs> um, That's so, the beauty of David Lynch movies because you'll talk about it for 20 years and you'll still not fucking. Know I what don't you understand watch. them. Right. Like, no, no, no. I mean, not all of them. I mean, it's like wild. Like he, he has some commercial movies. I went movies, back to Twin Peaks you know. and I was like, maybe I just don't get it. Well, he also walked away, remember, from Twin Peaks. He had major, major problems with Disney and ABC. So he walked away, and then they said, you need to find the, the killer. You, we need the killer. And he flipped, and he fucking left. And that's why Mark Frost and his people took over. But then Mark Frost and his people went to Picket Fences. They left Disney altogether, and they went over and did Picket Fences to see, you know, for CBS as a big fuck you to ABC. So, I mean, it was like a really weird... This isn't the, the the whole point of Twin Peaks was not to find the killer, and I don't think commercially speaking they understood that. Right. It was the people around Laura. Right. And this could have gone on for ten years. ABC jumped the gun. Talk about jumping the shark or whatever you want to call it. They fucked it up and did what sh- could have been should have been like you know five, six, seven, eight seasons, and they tried to do it all in like two shows. And so David Lynch and everybody like freaked and left. So it really hurt the show. And even though it was still like a David Lynch feel to it. Well, uh, but, it's it's weird. You mentioned ABC and, yeah. and what you're exactly spl- explaining is Desperate Housewives. Absolutely. Have you Absolutely. ever watched Desperate Housewives? I love the first two seasons. I have no clue what happened after that. Because it's it worth was, watching. I, no, it, I can't it was believe. Just, I, I binged that show yeah. and I, I can't believe that. I stayed away from it because I thought it was just a chick show. No, for, yeah, well, no, yeah. And I had, I mean, that that is a good fucking show. Oh, no, show. yeah. Um, and when I tell people that, they're just like, what? Yeah. Who've never seen I it. I love like, the first two seasons. Watch Desperate Housewives. I started you know, working we'll and stuff like that, and I, I stopped watching, it's but I Netflix. definitely have to watch. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, yeah. Who did Fire Walk With Me? Did that Lynch was David Lynch. Yeah. Did he actually do it? Yeah. See, I dug Fire Walk With Me. I thought it was good, and that brought me back to Twin Peaks yeah. again, and I was like, this is shit. I don't get it. <laughs> well, again, he, he walked. I mean, it, it, had his, <laughs> it had his fingerprint, and it had his the weirdness. But other people came in and they try to do David Lynch, and that's never good, or no. rarely, rarely a good, you know, a smart choice. Um, and of course, I mean, unless you're Spielberg and it's Stanley Kubrick, but, then you know, no problem. But right? I mean, but look what the what happened with the ratings. You know, it's like Twin Peaks. Know. Well, the the pilot for Twin Peaks is still the highest rated pilot in the history of television, and by the time the show was over, they had less than three million viewers. So they went from like something like 60 million people watched that first show. And when it ended the second season, less than 3 million people watched it. So they're, because they're they, on the Walking Dead path? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the viewers are going downhill. Well, they don't care. They have two, uh, they have the viewers, two, show, they have two shows and a, a whole they, studio yeah, out in Atlanta. The, so the viewers they're are, fine. And you know that studio is owned by Tyler Perry? Yeah, I yeah, The whole land, the, yeah. uh uh, Tyler Perry kind of like about 10 years ago, he, bought he, he went into, no, he went out to Georgia and said, Hmm, maybe these guys have something going on here because the tax code. So he started making his movies there. And then he was like, well, I could go, I could be like a Rolling Stone guy and buy homes and, and fancy shit all over the world. Or I can buy land and lease it out to people and make fucking ton of money. And he does. And holy shit balls, does he? Because so many movies that are done, or so much that is done in Georgia, he actually has a piece 
or his production company, not him personally, but the production company has a piece of it. He's he's big in Georgia and uh, other places, Mississippi. I mean, a couple of places in the South. So he was very smart. Uh, I watched The Comedian with Robert oh, De Niro, okay. Leslie Mann. Yeah. Uh, it's a good story mm. with funny moments that come mm. out of the story, mm-hmm. but the stand-up is not funny at all. Oh, okay. Okay. And I think that's what I read about it. And uh, here's the weird thing. I don't know if I touched on this earlier with like make me laugh, that whole thing and, right. and the way you're introduced. I don't know if it, if the stand-up would be solid if I was in the comedy cellar having a drink and mm-hmm. a, a comic just took the stage, then I would laugh. But because it's in a movie and every time he takes you're the taken stage, away from it. you expect to now laugh, right. it, it to be good. Because I don't think I've ever seen a movie about comedians that was funny. Yeah. So it's a I don't know if the audience braces themselves in that way of like, okay, he's going to be funny now. He's not funny. This right. isn't funny. And I don't know if the like mindset... Sally Field, Sally Field, Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forget the name of that. Yeah. And then there's another one. But that was like so King bizarre. King of Hearts with Jerry Lewis, right? But that was like uh, just so bizarre because it was just like it was such a great dramedy behind the scenes of her figuring out who she is and all that kind of right. stuff and who Tom Hanks is and all that kind of stuff. And then they go on stage and it's just like dead. It's like dead air. Right. Nothing. You're punchline. Like, That's punchline. Punchline. Yeah. But there's like no punch. You're just like oof. Mm-hmm. Some of these jokes, I mean, it was, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of like what I got out of the, the. I read a couple of critics and I read a couple of personal reviews on The Comedian, mm-hmm. and that's exactly like what you just said. I haven't read anything, so that's just my assessment. Yeah. Uh, but you so, don't watch anything with Leslie Mann, so she's oh, on your she's list. so good. Yeah. Judd's Judge a smart man. You know? She's so sexy. She's so funny. Made her happy and gave her a career. Um which she should have. I mean, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's, I think I'm she would have. I mean, she was in some she stuff could've. before she met Judd. Yeah. Uh, I think she would have carved out a career anyway. Um, probably a more higher profile career because she wouldn't have had two kids. They're in all their movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's so funny. That's a great. I mean, that's why I like, like this is I, so much. I, I mean, it's just I, funny I, to see all that. I guess it sounds a little sexist, but. Really? For me? No. She pops out a couple of kids and marries a guy who is going to make another movie and she knows is going to put her in it. So why does she need to go out on auditions for other stuff? Mm. I don't know if this is true, but for a while there, it yeah. seems like she's only in the stuff that her husband makes again, nothing wrong with that. Katie Seagal, you know, Kurt Sutter sort of thing. Right. But that means that she doesn't have to really hone her craft to work for find it. other work. Right. Clearly in the comedian, she's branched out and she's found something that her husband had mm. nothing to do with. And the girls are old enough that and she's the girls not, are old she's enough. Not she's not a home. She's not a home. Uh, right. body, like a, you know, a so all of home. that probably sounds pretty sexist, and I no, I, guess I mean I'm that's a, that's the career that certain people have, you know have done. It's like Natalie Portman. It's like if you look at her career, um, real brief, like uh, when she did uh, Swan, mm-hmm. she did uh, Thor, Swan, Hesher, and one other movie because mm-hmm. like she, she went out of her way wanting to get married and have a kid. And so she made those four movies in what, like in a matter of like five or six months, she went out, she started dating a guy, they got married, and then they had a kid. And like, I think they're popping out number two now. So it was just like, she was just like, some people have a certain path or a certain thing. So that's what Leslie Mann obviously wanted to do, you know, was to have kids. She had them and now she's jumping back out in the the, the workforce. I watched uh, Long Way North. Oh, okay. Another cartoon. Cartoon, yeah. Terrible animation, terrible sound design, predictable story, but it grows on you. Oh. And in the end, it's watchable. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. 
Um, so. Cliches and predictability, every once in a while, they're fun. They're, it's something like American Wrestler, which you just put in back in the box. Yeah. It's like sometimes it is kind of fun to say, I mean, it's not ripping things off. I don't like those particular kind of movies, but every once in a while, you'll yeah, you'll see in something, the, and you're like, oh, okay, I know this story, but I'll watch it. In the end, though, I don't think Long Way North is worth 80 minutes of your life, okay. even though it does become watchable. Um, hello, my name is Doris, Sally Field. Yeah, we just, yeah. It's cute. Um, you know. Is it like a vehicle piece for her? Like for, I mean, is it like her age She's kind perfect. of thing? Okay, yeah. She is. Right. So it was like, she, it was made. She can get an award for It was made and written and everything yeah, for her. Yeah, it's her. Um, it's all, yeah. Uh, it's, so her people found this, or whatever. It's a cute movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. really well, it was funny because like uh, Jessica Chastain was just on uh, Actor Studio, and they mm -hmm. talked about Miss Sloan, and mm -hmm. it was just like you know the the brief, you know they go over some of the movies so quick, and then mm -hmm. some of the movies that go on a little too long. I mean for edit, you know for whatever reason, and I, obviously like we both said it. I mean this is just one hundred percent vehicle piece, mm -hmm. and she even says like in the thing real brief, she's just like I'm in every scene. And she, I mean, if you really watch that movie, if like you sit down and watch that, she's in every scene, almost every single scene from beginning to end, she's in, or they're talking about her, mm -hmm. and she's like on the phone or you know whatever. So it's like, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. My name is Doris. She's probably in yeah. every scene. Yeah. No, I mean, and that you know, uh, I watched Woody Allen's Cafe Society. Usually, I don't like Woody Allen. I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. It was. Uh... He's on that list of I don't really care about his movies anymore. The last yeah. four or five have just been so. I I'm going to tell I give you, it you're, all not, the, you're not missing anything. Yeah, I give it all the hope in the world because it's Woody Allen. Because I did like a few of his movies from uh -huh. the '70s and '80s, yeah. and you're just like, "Yep, that was 30 years ago." You're not. So you just. <clears throat> you're not missing anything. Yeah. You're not even missing a fantastic performance. I mean, mm -hmm. people are fine. Yeah. It's uh yeah it was just okay. Um all right now I know you're gonna uh, -oh. uh find this as uh -oh. sacrilege. Yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what I wrote. Oh, shit. Uh, Neon Demon defines mm. masturbatory filmmaking. Oh, yeah. It strokes the filmmaker's artistic ego. Yes. The movie takes three minutes to get past the opening credits. <laughs> three writers couldn't write dialogue for shit. The editing is deliberately slow to show off each frame as if it were a painting needed to be admired. I gave up 15 minutes in. Maybe it's a masterpiece after that. I'll never know. So you stopped. I had 15 minutes and I was done. Okay. No, that's fine. That's that's great. Yeah. You watch the whole thing though, right? And I'll watch it again. Yeah. I, what happened? That is a 50. There's no way I could say what happens in the movie. Why not? Because the, the last 10, uh, the the big twist, I would say it is a twist. Um, Possible spoiler alert. Oh, no. It, it, you can't talk about it unless you see the movie. I, it's that good and it's that fucking weird. It literally, it just like, it almost like turns into a different movie and you're just like, fuck, what did I just watch? So you actually stop or rewind or like just like start. In the opening 15 minutes, the dialogue is so bad. It is so I unrealistically almost... poorly written. It doesn't sound natural at all. The m movements of the blocking of actors I is think so that actually. I think that actually works for the movie because they're all models and it's 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 talking about this world which Ugh. you didn't make. Um, I saw that they were models. I saw that there was blood. They're introducing Ella Fanning, who I like. They 
it, then then the, the each frame is like yeah. a masterpiece that we yes. need to linger on, and the editing is deathly slow. And I was just like, life. All of his short. movies are like that. Life is too short. Because his last movie, I couldn't even watch. This is the Drive guy that mm-hmm. I had confused before right. with. Uh, I watched Drive, made it through the whole thing. There yeah. was a pace there. I was able to watch it. Yeah. I the pace in this movie. Yeah, the pace in this movie is strange, but it's one of those things. Uh, that like drive, you just you keep you keep going and you keep watching. And, and if you're not into, it, see that's the thing. This is another movie. It's a fifty fifty split. What's the Scarlett Johansson movie where she's an alien that came out like a year? Oh ago? yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible movie. What was the name of it? I can't. I um, which was actually made like six years ago. Yeah, it was... finally released. Um, because she's naked in it. Yeah. Because uh, you go because we were watching it. We're like, Black Widow got fat. Like you don't want to call yeah. Scarlett Johansson fat, but when you see Black Widow, that chick is lean, and yeah. we're just like, and now she's how like did she get so and... chunky for this movie? Yeah. Oh, because it was made six years ago or something like that. Yeah, she was just she's did like, like she's a, lean as Black Widow. Not even lean now. She's a stick figure, and it's gross. But... Uh, I just watched her in Civil War. She was lean. She looked good. No, all right, whatever. That's um, much, that's CGI. Whatever. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I felt like yeah. that's what Neon Demon was going to be. Like in Act Three, all of a sudden they were aliens. And I'm like, I don't. I we don't can wanna, we can talk off the air because I don't want to. I don't, do do don't want to stick alert. around for this. I do not do the spoiler alert whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but uh, did you notice the models? Because the blonde yeah. model, yeah, she's from Mad Max. So that's oh. that's the main reason why I kept even watching. Okay, what's going to happen? You to were her? waiting for a car to blow up. Pretty at much, some point. it was like Tom Hardy <laughs> going to come by and like shoot her or <laughs> save her or do something. Uh, I was I I enjoy. His films, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about All Good Things or whatever the last one, uh, but I really, really like Drive, and I really like some of his commercials and uh, music videos because that's like the, the world he came from, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all like that. They're very neon, they're very artsy, almost over the top, and like you said, like a very just strange pace, mm-hmm. uh, which I wasn't crazy about, but this was uh, slow build and very fucking weird, mm-hmm. and that's what I liked about it. And then all of a sudden. It just goes off the fucking deep end in the last 10 or 15 minutes, and it's like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Mm-hmm. Which was just, to me, being a horror fan, it was it was pretty awesome. It All was right. really, really cool. Right. Just like I like a Drive. I think Drive is kind of a very simple story. It's a yes. little too slow. But the violence and gore and the people that are in it, I fucking, I just, that's one of the best things. It's the first time I've ever seen Albert Brooks, a bad guy. And he's so fucking bad, and he's so good in Drive. It's it's just crazy because he's always like the nice guy, like broadcast news. He's always the nice guy. Right. He's always the wimp. He's always you know something Finding Nemo. Fish. You know, <laughs> yeah. But he's always like, oh, poor pitiful me. And right. in Drive, he's just a monster. Right. And uh, in this movie, a couple of these people just turn into monsters, and you're just like, holy fuck, man! I couldn't believe what just happened. Right. But yeah, it's a fifty fifty split, just like The Witch. I mean, just like there's a lot of movies out there recently that are like that. If you so, make it to the end credit, you know. So uh, next week, yes, you have a lot of movies that yeah, to catch like, up fuck. on. So you can catch I got like up. thirty movies to watch now. You got a lot of you got to find. I'm going to Vegas for a few days. So what are you doing in Vegas? Uh, helping my niece, uh, my niece move out of her apartment. Uh, where's she moving to? I don't know. We don't know, but she has to be out of the apartment before the first. Is she staying in Las Vegas? Pro- uh, she's going to stay, but you know. Okay. She's going to school there. She's going to UNLV. Right. She's going so to UNLV. I didn't know if you were going to say that she would, you know, she's coming back. So uh, when when do you go to Vegas? Uh, tomorrow. 
Oh, and are you staying in a hotel? What are you doing? Yeah, Holiday Inn. Oh, right. Under the casino uh, smoking bullshit. Wait a minute. The Holiday Inn that's off the strip that's also attached to the convention center? No, there's no, there's like seven Holiday Inns out there. I don't know. That actually don't have casinos in the lobby? Yeah. That exists? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, casino, casino. I mean, you know, I mean, they might have a machine or something. You don't do not... the strip is what you're saying. Go to any, go to any of them. You have to like look them up and you know find out it's like yeah. if it's a non-smoking building and then you know because I don't care about any of that shit and it's just like I don't know I'll pay the extra dollar or I'll drive the extra ten or fifteen minutes outside of the bullshit because I don't go to the strip anyway to not smell smoke yeah because some of those buildings I mean it just makes me throw up huh. smoking is not good for me oh. especially when it's like it's been you know it's like it's been there for a hundred years right you know yeah. some of those places it's permeated yeah. yeah. You just like you just walk in and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely in a fucking yeah, casino. A, there's a, it's a weird smell. <laughs> it's uh, a very strange smell that they can't do anything about. You know, it's like they can't really say no smoking, even right. though they've desperately tried on a lot of, of casinos because but, of the Japanese. Yeah, yeah, but it's like certain tables. Like this is a non-smoking table. If someone lights up, it's it's you know, unless they you know have five dollars on them, they're not going to ask them to leave. Right. You know, because <laughs> right. they're not going to say no to money. <laughs> so right. money is money. Yeah. All right, so you got to watch some movies, and next week I'll be watching uh, a bunch of movies. We'll watch definitely. something uh, and then talk about it. So yeah, next week, uh, well, are you going to save a movie? Or are you just going to rewatch something? I don't know. Can you can you save a movie? What do you want me to? Save? I don't know. We'll, we'll pick, have to talk about if it. If you afterwards. pick something for me to save, then I'll save it. <laughs> there we go. All right, Hidden Figures. Let's watch Hidden Figures together. Oh really? Oh oh, that's a big one. God, okay, I never really mind on that one. No no no, forget that. No forget that. We'll figure something out. There's I a handful can, that you haven't seen. That I could uh, probably wait. Or no, lie. no, 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 no. It's fine. No, if you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. <laughs> All right. I just I'm, got a real high voice there. I just turned uh, twelve again right in front did. of you. No, 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 no. That's fine. It's all no, it's fine. okay. My just watch another fucking movie without me, bitch. But go ahead. Uh, I've been watching Breaking Bad, so there's always. I'm, I, I'm I'm surprised I haven't said bitch like nine times. You mean you're rewatching it? Yeah, it's on AMC. They're doing like a whole you know thing. So I've been been watching Breaking Bad right now, which I should be watching movies. So what you you're okay with popping in, watching three episodes from season three, leaving for a few hours, coming back? It drives and... me fucking insane. It really does. Like, <laughs> but but the show is just too good. It's I, I you can binge watch it on Netflix though. You don't have to be on I'm AMC's not, timetable. I know, but that's Netflix. And see, I'm doing the same thing, except it's with MythBusters. Far easier to come in and out okay, of yeah. it anytime you want. <laughs> don't care about don't care about that show. Turn it on. Something blows. Don't up. care about that show, bitch. God, Aaron's so good in that show. Jesus. Everybody. I don't think there's a bad fucking performance. Jesus, they fucking did a good job. Vincent Isn't it him. weird that... Uh, and Better Call Saul. Holy fuck, that's a good Better show. Jesus. Starts I am like, uh, Talk February. about a comedian. Talk about somebody like I'm so fucking happy for and so proud of. Somebody that's been in like this entertainment world for 30, what, 20 or 30 years. He's he's had a career. I'm not going to say that. Right. But holy fuck balls, man, is he good as Saul? Mm -hmm. Like it's unbelievable. And to see him in the show again on Breaking Bad, it's just funny. It, it makes it even because you funnier. know where you know yeah. what happens with Saul. yeah. So it's you like it goes bounce. Right. It starts bouncing in your head. You're like, oh, first season this happens, and second season this happens, and then like, certain character. You know, it's so much fun. But yeah, Breaking Bad, Jesus, is way too good for television. AMC is just too smart. And look at all the fucking channels that said no to it. That and Walking Dead. Yeah, it's hilarious because it was. I don't. It wasn't. Breaking just, Bad went to seventeen places or something. It was something crazy, and in they the, all turned it down. In the first episode, if you watch it on Netflix, uh, when Aaron Paul runs out of the house, 
the girl, is, the woman sticks her head out the window, and there's full-on boob shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, her yeah. Her boobs are swinging in the yeah. air. And I was like, at that moment, I was like, this was on AMC? Yeah. There's going to be nudity through this? Yeah. Which there's, that's the only nude yeah. scene in the entire season, that was series. Pilot, yeah, that was, yeah. And that was when I was like, oh, this is a pilot that they pitched to Everybody. HBO and, and everyone under the sun is yeah. what it must be. And that's why the nudity is here and only here. And I was perplexed because then I was like, what did it play like on AMC? Did they have that? Did they put up a black bar? Or did they just cut the scene? Um, I don't know how it actually. I don't happened. remember. Uh, anyway, well, that, I mean, you know, that and Walking Dead. I mean, you're you're sitting there kind of making fun of the uh, you know There's the ratings. There's no and Walking Dead. No, I'm not talking about that. But oh. AMC picked up Walking Dead, and Walking Dead took five years. It went to every single network, every HBO, everybody. <laughs> Frank Darabont and those people did everything and anything, mm-hmm. and nobody touched it. And AMC was just like, okay, we'll take six shows. Right. So. AMC, still, you know, AMC kind of just is turning into like the new HBO. They're just well, like really, really. You could say that about Netflix and you know Prime. I mean, they are all taking gambles. They're all trying. But, but this um, is, I mean, this was like eight years ago, right? And but that's Dead why was, they're all. I mean, uh, that's why they're all taking gambles. Breaking now. Bad was already almost ten years ago. Jeez. Because when uh, when Walking Dead, even at ten million viewers, is getting more than ABC gets all night, you got to take gambles. You got to take risks yeah. now. Oh, what's um, up? Just putting on the next uh, NCIS is not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's one show and then a couple of repeats. But, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, bitch. Yeah, there we go. All right. I got three in. I'm Vince Roca. I am Martin. For more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.